back Captain America, huh? Damn right. We built this country. Bled for it. I'm not gonna let anybody tell me I can't fight for it. Not after what everybody before me went through. What's up? What's up? What's up? All my JMOs out there. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing today? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Just My Opinion. I really do appreciate it, guys. I really do appreciate it. I hope you had a great day today. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope it was nice, fun, chill, and relaxing, and all of that good stuff. Hopefully, you got your groceries shopping done, your car washed, your vacuum. You got everything put away, and you are just nicely in your car, on your couch, on your balcony, wherever you are, on the beach, on your phone, on your big screen, on your desktop, your laptop, relaxed, ready, with your feet kicked up. You got your snacks, you got your libations, and all of that good stuff prepared for another legendary show. And... I will shout you guys out in a second. <clears throat> I see that we have 28 people watching right now. Thank you so much. Let's see how many thumbs up we have. I know we should have more than eight. We have 16 thumbs up. 16. Can we get 25 thumbs up? I would really, 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 really appreciate it. And uh, guys, I'm in a good mood today. Uh, I really am. Uh, I feel relaxed. I feel ready. I feel like everything is going to work out. I feel like I'm free after. You know, today's live broadcast. I don't know what I'm gonna watch. If I'm gonna watch a good movie on Netflix or you know, catch up on some anime. I definitely need to stretch though. How how's y'all stretching game out there? I was right about 20 minutes ago. I was running down my stairs. I was feeling some tightness, some stiffness in my knee. I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I need to, I need to, you know, kick this out, do some stretching and stuff like that. It's been uh I, my, my workout has been horrible this week. I ain't, you know, did any type of exercise since Tuesday. So coming up on the week. So, but I'm changing that tomorrow. I got a whole fresh mindset, motivated, dedicated, um, disciplined, all of that good stuff. But yeah, 31 people watching right now. Let me see who all of these lovely, lovely people are out there. First, we have Mr. Ron Mosley. <clears throat> when will Hollywood go back to making original stories and movies with no intention or plan? of a franchise just standalone movie to go to the theater and enjoy well you know john wick is about to be in theaters next week and that was just a standalone independent you know film but original story uh but it was just so successful that they kept coming out with more but thank you for being here ron mosley but i, I mean i see what you're saying you know it's not all over town all over the billboards and stuff but hollywood still does make you know some original films unfortunately it's just people don't go see them now that could be because of the marketing and all that but i'm gonna actually be talking about that later with all of the oscar nominated films that, that won last year you know so but thank you for being here i do appreciate it ron mosley you also got 60 plus reviews in the building hey 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 how you doing thank you for being here happy sunday jmoers soda soto what's going on what's up jmo fam how are y'all doing Thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. We also have Miss Karma Serene in the building. Man, man, y'all need to subscribe to her YouTube channel too. 
she'd be tough on all those boxing highlights and updates and things like that. I'm learning a lot from this sister and she don't even know it. But thank you, ma'am, so much for the $19.99, the $20 super chat. I really do appreciate it. That is so great to start out the chat like that. And let's, we, you know what we got to do over here for the dubs. I want to thank you all. I want to thank you. Thank you, Karma. I really do appreciate it, ma'am. You are a sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We also have in the building Johnny Washington. What's up, fam? How you doing, Johnny? Thank you for being here. Marco Marblood. What's good, man? What's good, B? What's good, everybody? Hope you had a great weekend. I did. I did. Thank you for being here, Marco Marblood. Mama Avery in the building. Phyllis, Phyllis Avery. How you doing, mom? Hello, everyone. Heart. Mom, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thumbs up. Love you to death. Love you to death. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also have hit flicks in the building. What up, Brandon? I'm looking forward to the show. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it, too. Thank you so much for being here. I own in the building. Hello, everybody. What's going on? What's going on? Superhero movies are the best movies. Yes, they are. BKA Shazam 2 was entertaining fun. Yes, it was. And we're definitely going to be talking about that. Sug Light, what's going on? Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. The Supreme Coven in the building. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Thank you for being here. A bit of everything. Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri checking in already. What's up, Kansas City? What's going on? Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. And yeah, that looks like we have everybody. And that is wonderful. And we have 42 people watching right now. And let's see what them thumbs up looks like. You know, we a thumbs up family over here. 26. Can we get up to 40? I would really, really appreciate it. And also we have Antoine Films in the building. What's going on, Antoine? I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. Well, guys, let's go ahead and get this party started. I just want to thank you all so much for tuning in to the Movies News Roundup show number 98. Oh, my goodness gracious. We are two away from 100. Man, that's, that's crazy. 100 shows live right now on YouTube, if you didn't know. Of course, youtube.com slash just my opinion reviews, twitch.com slash just my opinion reviews. I still don't have my Facebook. They're telling me to wait and all this stuff, but you know, we're gonna see what's up. But if you would like to follow me on social media, you can. My handle's on the screen at just my opinion 84 for at least Instagram and Twitter, um, if not Facebook. Uh also I'm on TikTok. I don't even know there's there's a I don't know there's a link for that in the description, but I'm I am on TikTok. I need to you know, step all that up right there. Also, guys, if you would like an audio only version of today's broadcast, there's going to be a link for that in the description box below with buzzsprout.com. Yes, buzzsprout.com. I am on all of these platforms that you see right here. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, iHeartRadio. You see the screen as well as SoundCloud. Yes, SoundCloud. So if you want to get your audio only version on, Please, please, please check out those links in the description box below. Also, uh, this show right now, Amazon Prime, everybody's talking about it. Dominique Fishback, how amazing she's done. Yes, I had a live broadcast yesterday, had a special guest for the first time on my channel. Shout out to Movie Bay. It was great talking about this show. Uh, Elliot has covered it on his channel. Also, I think I saw earlier today he's going to be going live tomorrow to talk about it this man be breaking that stuff down as well that i so check that out also check out my bel-air 
recap for episode four of season two, my Shazam, Fury of the Gods review, and also uh, Power, uh, book two, Ghost, season three, episode one. Check that out as well. And uh, also my latest for, uh, what you call it, uh, Snowfall, season six, episode five. Check that out too. Check it out too. And also, I don't know if anybody's going to pop in today, but just in case, Ron Burgundy, I do need your help, sir. I do need your help. If I'm going to do this, I'll need my news team at my side. News team, assemble! All right. Thank you so much, man. I, I, I really do appreciate it. You are always coming through. You're always coming through. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And give me one second. There's a something technical that I thought I updated and I didn't. So let me just fix that real quick because it'll make me be able to flow through the show much better if I get this done. I thought I thought I took care of that. But, you know, sometimes we have those oversights. And all of that. All right. There we go. There we go. And also uh, to all of my lovely, lovely moderators out there, you know, want to make sure we keep all the losers out. Please, please, please. Keep on back. Keep on back. Keep on back. Keep on back. Ah, protect the chat as best as you can. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's go ahead and get this party started. Moving on over to the first topic of the day and we are talking about gladiator that came out 23 years ago man that's a long time um film was amazing i remember i saw it in theaters fell asleep in the theaters me and my younger brother whose birthday is this coming tuesday if you happen to be watching bro i doubt it but if you happen to be happy early birthday i remember we was in the theater and we fell asleep and we woke up and it was nothing but action. We was like, oh, man, it's crazy. Saw it again when we had more rest and ended up loving it as, as much as everybody else. Of course, this is like a classic film. 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, 87 from the audience. You know, pretty much everybody loves this film that saw it. Of course, it made a lot of money at the box office as well. Five times the budget. So why are we talking now? Well, there has been a lot of talk lately in the past few months or so about a potential sequel. Uh, coming up and Ridley Scott is uh, of course going to be helming that he directed the first film going to be directing the second but we have a, a star that's in talks right now to join the project and that goes to Mr. Barry uh, Keoghan if I'm pronouncing his name correctly this is for the first topic of the day coming from the Hollywood Reporter and also guys any and everything that we're going to be discussing today, there's going to be a link to it down in the description box below for you to read at your own leisure. Barry Keegan in talks to join Paul Mesco in Ridley Scott's Gladiator sequel. Yes, yes, yes. Now, if you don't know who this man is, here he is on IMDb. If you want to scroll down to his filmography, the last movie that he was in got a lot of attention. It was the Banshees of Anna Sherrick. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Banshees of Inner Sharing. And I did a review for that on my channel with Chris with Takes Take. You know, check that out. Great review. Um, just depending on who you are, it can be a great film or not. 
I respect the movie. Uh, I know E-Man feels opposite of me, which is fine. Uh, but there's a review for that. Matter of fact, I need to make sure there is a review. Let me let me do that real quick. Like, let me duplicate this and back that up. And then let me, here we go. Highlight all these reviews and copy and paste, exit this out. Come over here and we're going to put that right there. Bam. Okay, now save okay now all of the oscar nominated films links are in the description box below but this man right here uh he has been in the benches of uh anna sharon he was also the in the batman and he was also druid in eternals and scavenger in the green knight and so you know he has some credits up his hand dunkirk with christopher nolan i didn't even know that myself so you know he's making his rounds and uh, you know and so he's gonna be making his rounds in this gladiator sequel or at least there in talks so barry uh keogan the oscar nominated actor who was right at home in a good period is in talks to uh so join paul musco's gladiator sequel uh scott is directing the two the sequel to his 2000 historical epic that also starred russell crowe as maximus a former general forced into becoming a gladiator under the rule of the patriarchal self-appointed roman emperor emperor Commodus, played by Joaquin Phoenix. Of course, the uh, movie won the Oscar for Best Picture, while Crow took home the statuette for the Best Actor among five wins from the lauded movie. Neither Crow's nor Phoenix's character survived the proceedings, so they won't be back. Uh, the sequel will star After Sun Oscar nominee Mesco, who is uh, said to be playing Lucius, the son of Lucila, Connie Nielsen's, and the nephew of Phoenix Commodus, Spencer Treat. Clark played the role in the original film. Uh, if a deal makes, Keegan would play a character named Emperor Geta. Geta was an actual Roman emperor, although the sequel story is not based on true events. Uh, Scott will retain with all the money in the world scribe David Scarpa, who also wrote the filmmaker's upcoming Napoleon Bonaparte movie. I am interested in seeing that. And so, yeah, this guy right here, coming off this Oscar nomination, so you know, he is talented. I'm not saying that he's my favorite actor in the world, but, you know, I give credit where credit is due. Like I said, he's coming off of a Best Supporting Actor nomination for the 1920s set, The Banshees of Sharon, one of the acclaimed movies in the nine Academy nominations. Actually, it was 10 and is known for his uh, killer work in the films such as Killing a Sacred Deer and Eternals. So, guys, what do you think about this? Are you happy? For Mr. Barry uh, Keoghan, are you a fan of his work? Have you seen any of the other films that he has been a part of? Let me know, because I am curious. Uh, didn't Maximum die in the first movie, so that means, uh, uh, no, it just won't have his character. Um, I don't know. I haven't read the script, and I'm not trying to be slick. Uh, hey, maybe they are going to have some a scene or two in heaven. I don't know, but uh, it's going to take place uh, on Earth, Earth, to my opinion. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what's up, Chill Spot? Let's see what's going on. Uh, also, the Terminal. Okay, what's up, 6L? Let's see here. Uh, I thought I... Michael Marbla, he was a very good actor, so I'll be interested in seeing him 
uh, in the sequel. Yes, uh, I'm interested as well. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Soto Soto, I'll give it a shot. Right on, right on, right on. Um, thank you for that. Also, um, I heard Denzel may join the sequel as well. Really? That would be interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing that myself. You know, so, um, yeah, that's what's up. Superhero movies are the best movies. I love Gladiator. Yes, I love Gladiator too. I love Gladiator too. That's the guy from Eternals and Joker and the Batman. Right on, right on, right on. You got it right. You got it right. What's up, Jasmine? How you doing? How you doing? Um, Zulu, am I doing something special for the Big 100? I don't know. I don't know if I am or not. I don't know. We're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. And yes, Antoine's film, Swarm, was wild. Very interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, guys, this is your boy right here, uh, Barry and Keoghan. He's going to be popping up. and Well, he's in talks right now to pop up in the sequel for Gladiator. This uh, film right here that made $500 million at the box office worldwide and was um, received very well from the critics, from the fans, from everybody. And again, guys, if you would like a link to this article to read at your own leisure, there is a link to that in the description box below for you to do all of that good stuff. And so, yeah. And also, you know, you know, let me know if you are watching this on the replay. Uh, let me know um, what your thoughts are. If you're a fan of his work and, you know, if this excites you or it doesn't do anything for you at all. But now let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. To be honest with you, something that um, I am a little bit more excited about. And just one moment. And that has to do with a Disney film. Let me exit this out right here. Um, oh, one second. What's going on? Here we go. Aladdin. You see the banner. You see the background. This is the second topic of the day. Coming from MovieWeb.com. Men of cast doubts on Aladdin 2 ever happening. And that's just crazy. Why wouldn't Aladdin 2 happen? I mean, it wasn't the best, you know, film that Disney has put out as far as the live action remakes, but it was good. I liked it. You know, it made money too. So why would it not? Why why would he be in doubts? What are y'all think? Before we get into the article, uh, let me know what you guys think the reason could be. Now, one reason is maybe because the critics didn't like it. I doubt it. I mean, they got a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes out of 386 reviews. I don't know if I, I mean, I like the film. 94% from the audience. But look at this, y'all. It made a ton of money. It made a ton of money. It made a ton of money. $1 billion off of a budget. We're going to, we can even round up to 200, but we're not going to, no, let's be exact. Let's, you know, the rule of three over here with me. So we're going to pull out the calculator. Where's my calculator? Thought I had my calculator out so we can calculate some things, but let's do this. 183 times three. All it needed to make was $549 million. And it did that. It did that. It made a billion. So it made money. It made money. Now, 
one of you may be right with your comment to which i do see i'm about to bring it up in a second because of who played the genie where is that comment at yep is it because of this gentleman right here because of will smith maybe that's uh, that's what i that's all i have to think of you know uh but we're we're gonna have to see um we're gonna have to see let's get into this article because i haven't read it yet Let's see here. It's starting to look like the planned sequel to the live action Aladdin remake is long, long, no longer happening uh, at the Mouse House. Back in 2019, it was released. It was success. One billion dollars. Report about a sequel happening. Go back that year. And there have been talks of a spinoff development. Still, as we approach the four year mark since the release of Aladdin, the gears are not quite yet officially turning on Aladdin 2, leaving the movie stuck in development hell. On Twitter, the actor provided a new update, and it isn't good. One fan tweeting the actor asked if we're going to get a Latin sequel, and straight from the titular star, the response cast serious doubts if it'll ever be greenlit. Very unlikely at this point, Masai bluntly said. That sucks. This vague response offers no context as to why the Latin sequel may might be dead, whether that's because of cutting costs, creative reasons, or other concerns, aka Will Smith. And then here it goes. Last year, there was speculation that the sequel will be canceled in the wake of Will Smith's Oscar scandal, but director Guy Ritchie made it clear that he was still looking to make the movie with Will Smith reprising his role as the genie. I wouldn't have any issue casting Will Smith in anything Ritchie said in December. Yeah, more recently, uh, Richie also spoke about Aladdin 2 and it seemed more optimistic than my style about the movie getting made. He said in February via Collider, which is a reputable source, that there were some ideas already in mind for where to take the movie. However, he also notably said it'll be great to do, suggesting that the movie happening still wasn't set in stone. I very much like to, he said, returning to the world. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed that experience. It was a great experience. That whole Disney thing, as you can imagine, is such a professional outfit. That's not always true, but anyway. Uh, just from that perspective, it was so much fun. I would very much like to. We'll wait and see. We have been kicking some ideas around for some time, but uh, it'll be great to do. It would be great to go back there. Clearly, Masada is not quite as convinced that the movie will happen, but for the fans wanting to see it, let's hope Disney gives him and reach those calls in the future. Man, man, man. Now, the only thing I can think of that makes logical sense is they were like, oh, no, man. Will Smith is attached to this. He's slapping people at the Oscars. And, you know, we ain't trying to look bad, you know, uh, yada, yada, yada. I, I mean, let's think about this, though. At the very least, I think the film, the sequel will make $600 million. And who you don't have to necessarily up the budget, you know, keep it at 183 or 200, just like the first film. And I think it'll make his money back. Now, I have Will Smith pulled up right here on IMDb. The reason why is this is the only logical thing that I can think of why they wouldn't want to do the sequel. So I want to see all of the other upcoming films he has in his filmography and in if any of those have been canceled. So Bad Boys 4 is still being made. I, I remember hearing that. Uh, he did Emancipation. And yeah, this was on, um, this was kind of in theaters and on Apple. So I can't really say if people showed up to see him in the theater or not because, you know, it was you know released on streaming. But we know Bad Boys 4 is coming out. 
African Queens. Okay, this is a T. Okay, he's a producer on that. Wait a minute. Let me look at the acting part. I think this is the producing part. Yeah, let me uh let me do that. Let me close this out so I make it smaller. Okay, yeah, this is uh damn, this dude producing everything in the world. Okay, acting. Okay, previous. Okay, he got four upcoming roles. Bad Boys 4, pre-production, planes, trains, and automobiles. Fast and Loose and The Council. Now, I think I remember seeing an article yesterday talking about Fast and Loose. He's getting either $20 million or $25 million for that. So I don't know. I think we, they should still get a sequel. Remember, the first one came out in 2019, and then we was dealing with the pandemic and all that. So that you know put a halt on everything. So we're, we're just going to have to see. Yeah, Michael. Uh, dang, I didn't know it made a billion. Yeah, it made a... It made a hefty uh, chunk of change, you know, right, uh, right there. So yeah, it made, made money. Uh, no interest for me. I liked it better as an animation. Not mad at you. Uh, Will Smith really didn't think it through with that complete idiot of a move with the slaps of Chris Rock. So many repercussions now. Yep, I still love Will Smith, but it was a it was an idiotic move to say the least. Uh, but I still my boy. And Disney needs to focus less on remakes. Honestly, can't get mad at that. You know. Uh, let's see here. I blame Chris Ross comedy special for Aladdin 2 being canceled. I doubt it. Face purple crying, face purple crying. You, I doubt it. I doubt it. But thank you for the comment. Uh, I don't think Masad is best person to talk to. Not only is he not a person. Well, yeah, but also he was very negative to his own future after the movie. Uh, you got a point there. You got a point there. Uh, you're not lying. I mean, I just, he wouldn't necessarily know in my opinion, you know, what's going on. I mean, he could, but you know, but not mad at you. Uh, Will was so good at the genius too. He was, he was, he was, he was. Welcome to Good Burger. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Uh, he was mad because people were beating down his door to cast him. He wanted Ezra. Okay, I don't know who Ezra Bridger is. Maybe I'm confused, but we'll see. Where's Hancock too? I do want a Hancock too. Uh, yeah, where's Hancock? Too? I do want a Hancock too. Yeah, but we're gonna have to see. We're gonna have to see um you know what's going on with this um aladdin is one of the greatest love action disney films ever this is correct this is correct this is correct this is correct so yeah guys let me know what you think about this what you think the reasoning is as to why we may not be getting a aladdin 2 sequel ever happening again the titular character right here manel manel massad thinks it's not happening but back in February, Guy Ritchie, the director, was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Matter of fact, let me um let me look up something. Aladdin. And then we're gonna click the director's name, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. And I want to see what he has coming up. I know he spoke about uh Sherlock Holmes too. So um yeah, nothing is being green lit. So, yeah, again, guys, whether you're watching this via live or on the replay, there's a link down to this in the description box below for you to read at your own leisure. And I got to put this comment up for my homie. It's because I blame Chris Rock. Y'all funny. Y'all funny. Y'all still come to these comments. You know what it sound? You know what Will should have done when Chris Rock said what he said? Will's, Will was walking up to Chris. He was obviously thinking, I'm going to hit, hit. But you was critical. Yeah. You know, give him a hug or something, you know. 
Right on, right on, right on. And uh, JL, I am sorry, but I have not seen Gangs of London. I have not been able to get to that yet. So sorry about that. But guys, let's go ahead and move on to topic number three. And y'all, I found out about this today. Uh, I was, wait a minute, is that topic number three? Okay, yeah, topic number three. Yeah, I found out about this today and I was like, wait a minute. We can't be having this now. I, I sent it to the crew. I was like, y'all, I'm disappointed by this. I'm disappointed. You know, um, this was not cool. But y'all remember Amistad, your boy, uh, Jaiman Hansu, who po- he popped up on the scene for me with that film. Uh, this gentleman right here, he's been a, he's in Shazam. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, let's, let's just run down this filmography real quick to look at all of this credits. He got 64 credits. He coming up with Gran Turismo, Rebel Moon, Ozzy, Voice of the Forest, Last Breath. He was in Black Adam, Shazam, uh, The King's Man, What If, Invincible, A Quiet Place 2, Charlie's Angels, Captain Marvel and Karath. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's Aquaman. You know, this man, is this the acting? Is this the right um, tab? Yeah, this man has been in a lot of stuff. Let's keep going. Uh, King Arthur, The Legend of Tarzan, Air, The Vatican Tapes, Furious 7, The Seventh Son, How to Train Your Dragon, now, Black Panther, the uh, BET series, miniseries, Push. I like that movie, Push. Uh, Never Back Down, I, I like that movie. Aragon, Aragon uh, <laughs> Blood Diamond, The Island. Constantine, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. I mean, Soul Food, the TV series. Gladiator, of course. E- Deep Rising. Yeah. I'm a star. That's when he popped up on the scene for me. And he, he apparently he had a ton of credits uh, uh, before that. The reason why we're bringing up this brother right here. Topic number three. This is coming from a Variety. Jaiman Hansu is still struggling to make a dollar in Hollywood. I feel tremendously cheated in terms of pay and workload. Mm, mm, mm. What the hell is going on? And again, guys, for topic number three, if you're watching this via live on the replay, there's a link to this in the description box below for you to read at your own leisure. Blood Diamond from Kwama was one of my favorites. I still haven't even seen that movie. I've only seen bits and pieces. Please do not unsubscribe. I'm, uh, uh, that's on the list. That's on the list. What? That's what I said. Uh, funny that John Mahasu was both in MCU and DCU. Yeah, but let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get into this. And again, I, I stumbled upon this today, and I was like, I got to include this. So acting career of over thirty three years. Uh, this is just talking about some of his work. I'm still struggling to make a dollar. Hansu said. I've come up to the business with some people who are absolutely well off and have very little of my accolades. So I feel cheated. Let's go over that again. I'm still str- now, mind you, he has never been a leading man. And, I, and I'm going to just say this before I, I read it, because I haven't read this yet. I wanted to be surprised myself as I'm reading it to you guys or going over it. Uh, I do realize that he's never been like a leading man. And also just i don't care who you are you can only get what you negotiate for you know so before i get into this you know if you're just accepting boo-boo pay and not pushing back that does fall on you 
and or you may need a better agent. I'm no expert, but I'm I'm supporting you, brother. I I want to support you. I am supporting you. I'm still struggling to make a dollar, Hunter said. I've come up in the business with some people who are absolutely well off. So if he says I'll come up in the business with some people, I'm assuming that when he started, you know, uh, it was some people that was on the same level of clout as him or lower um, that are well off and have don't even have my accolades. Like, man, I'm, I'm on all these big movies, you know, and they in this in small independent stuff. Uh, why are they more well off than me? So I feel cheated. I feel cheated, tremendously cheated in terms of finances and in terms of workload as well. I've gone to studios for meetings and they're like, wow, we felt like you just got off the boat and then went back after Amistad. We didn't know you were here as a true actor. What kind of crap is that? Hansu continued. When you hear things like that, you can see that some people's vision of you or what you represent is very limiting. But is it what it but it is what it is. It's up to me to redeem that. Okay, I'm glad he said that. I still have to prove why I need to get paid, he added. They always come at me with some complete lowball. We only have this much for the role, but we love you so much and we really think you can bring so much. Well, okay, well, there you go. Well, if, if of course they're going to do this. Uh, what was that? Uh, what were what, that? We we only have this much for the role, but we love you. Well, if you, and we feel that you can bring so much. Well, pay them the money then. Shoot. I hope he's not just saying like, okay, I'll take the paycheck. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know. Um, and we really think you bring so much. Film after film is a struggle. I have yet to meet the film that paid me fairly. Damn, brother. That really upsets me. Hansu said Hollywood has overlooked him from the beginning, starting with his breakthrough role as a rebellious enslaved person in Spielberg's Amistad. Despite earning universal acclaim, it was his co-star Anthony Hopkins who got the film's sole Oscar nomination. With 2016's Blood Diamond, the Academy nominated Hansu for, oh, I don't, oh, karma, come through. The Academy nominated Hansu for supporting actor and his co-star Leonardo DiCaprio for lead, despite the film equally focusing on Hansu's character. Yeah, man, that was a that was a minute ago, man. I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I'm hoping you press it, man. I hope you're not just, you know, well, apparently you are, but well, we're going to get into that. I felt seriously cheated, Hansu told the Guardian. Today, we talk so much about the Oscar being so white, but I remember there was a time where I had no support at all, no support from my own people. Well, that's going to change today, goddammit. No support from the media, from the industry itself. It felt like you should be happy that you've got nominated, and that's that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Hansu is now back in theaters as a wizard in Warner Brothers. And I got to be honest, I do not like his role as the wizard in Shazam. It's, I don't like the makeup for one, it, it just looks ridiculous. Um, but that's just me. Um, his supporting role has been greatly expanded compared to the limited series he got in the first exam movie. That is true. Uh, out of them all, out of them all, the DC universe has a, a level of respect. Okay. And that, that's interesting because your boy Cyborg was complaining about the treatment at Warner Brothers. Now, I know this is a new regime. However, this film was made on the under the old one. So that's kind of, you know, questionable, but 
I'm, I'm, I still want I got my boy. Out of them all, the DC Universe has a level of respect, Hansa said. There wasn't much to the first role. There wasn't much to the role at first. And I did it, and I it was fun. But the second time around, it was a little more respectful. Well, good. Good. And if, you, and if you've seen the film, uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, um, and I talked about the costume and the makeup, which I just really don't care for. No, you know, uh, slight. Well, I don't want to spoil anything here, but there was a point in the movie where they made his character look not completely ridiculous, and I liked it. I was like, okay, this is a small highlight, so that's cool. Uh, from time to time, Hollywood, from time to time, Hollywood themselves make the point of saying we should give him more. He's uh, a little underappreciated. I think they recognize that themselves. Hansu concluded, "Hey, it's the struggle I have to overcome." Shazam feel the guys is now playing in theaters nationwide and worldwide as well. So, yeah, man, um, we gotta get a, we gotta. I can't wait to clip this. It's probably gonna be like the first article. I, I mean, first um, clip I clip, you know, from my show today to make a separate video because I don't like this at all, not one bit, not one bit. I'm not saying that he need to be paying. 20 million dollars per film no uh i mean but hey if he can negotiate that that's some hell of a negotiation skills and i ain't mad at the brother teach me how to do it too we can both be 20 millionaires but this is awful i don't want this brother struggling like this after being in the thing for 33 years not saying that he should be the number one paid actor in hollywood not saying that at all but i want him to be happy with his check you know like, yeah, I'm Jaiman Hansu, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Yeah, he wasn't Gladiator. He was. He was. He was. What are y'all saying? Uh, Jaiman is where Samuel Jackson was in the 90s. Okay. Kamara Lee took all his money. Really? He was dating her? I guess I'm living under a rock. <laughs> Thank you, Kamara. Uh, um... That, that man got hella credits. Hella credits. Let's see here. Yeah, Blood Diamond was one of my favorites. Funny that Jaime Hansel was both in the MCU and DCU. What? Wow. Blood Diamond was his Oscar role. Yeah. Uh, I'm a man. I, I need to watch that within the next month. You know, y'all y'all keep asking me about that. B, have you seen Blood Diamond yet? Let me know. Uh, let's see here. They have typecasting him. Fast and Furious 7, I'm a start. Uh, Jaiman, the thing with D uh, Jaiman is that he's not a lead. He's a great supporting character or a supporting villain. True. You don't need that. I mean, you know, that he may not be, but I still want him to have a respectable check. Komoro Lee took out a money dance. He's laughing. Uh, he may need to get a better agent. Maybe. Maybe uh kev what's up kev definitely agent dude has been in a lot of stuff right 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 uh he needs zoe saldana's agent she getting broke off that doesn't let me know but if so yes uh, what's up frantic world how you hey hey how you doing uh a better agent is needed for sure you know hopefully it's that uh easy thank you michael uh he wasn't glad yes he was uh let's see here I can see Jaime and Hansu playing John Henry in a John Henry movie. That may work. That may work. Uh, we all, what does that say? We all, we all don't have the same experiences. Uh, his, his costume and Shazam do look half-assed. Yeah, I mean, he like, 
he's a wizard. He's supposed to have all the powers and stuff. He's supposed to be looking like, you know, like, oh, he looked like a homeless person in the movie, in my opinion. So um, I can see German also playing Navi and Avatar. He has the voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they have a child together and were fake married. I'm a, uh, yeah, I got to look into this. Thank you, Karma, for spilling the tea. I had uh, no idea. Maybe I did, just don't remember, but thank you. Um, he do be looking crazy in most of his roles. <laughs> uh, right on, right on. Thank you, Crazy Robot 20. And also, last I checked, Zoe Sedona is getting 10 million per role. Wow. Really? I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. But what I am mad at is this brother right here is not getting what he deserves he should get. And so we got to do something about this because this, I don't like this. I don't like this. So, guys, if you're watching this via live on the replay, again, there's a link to this down in the description box below uh, for you to read at your own leisure. All right. All right. Now, I am really excited about this next one right here. Uh, I was smiling uh, ear to ear uh, when I heard the news about this uh, coming up. Because I was a big fan of this as a child, and I'm I'm all over this. I sent the article to my brother, and he was like, well, hey, I guess I will watch it. You know what I'm saying? But before we do, let's just clean house real quick. How many people are watching right now? We got 94 people watching. Let's see how many thumbs up we have. We got 53 thumbs up. Guys, can we do a little bit better than that? I would really appreciate it. Can we get 100 thumbs up today? Maybe this music right here will kind of get you in a thumbs up mood. That's when um, Shredder come in there. Oh! I, I love that uh, movie. But uh, all you got to do is like what your boy and myself did. Thumbs up. Thumbs up the video. Thumbs up the video. Thumbs up the video. Let's see here. Welcome to the now. What's going on? This just shows to this just goes to show that even people that are celebrities in Hollywood are still having issues with pay. Raw facing something right on. Well said. Welcome to the now. Well said. Thank you. Thank you for the comment and for being here. But let's go ahead and move on to topic number four. Hopefully, guys, thumbs up the video. Man, man, man. I, I love this. Um, this is great. This is great. Um, what, how, how's the saying go? Uh, hey, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Topic number four coming from Variety.com. Good Burger 2. Set a set at Paramount, Kenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell returning. Yes, 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 yes. This is amazing. Guys, if you're watching this via live on the replay, there is a link down to this in the description box below for you to read at your own leisure. Let's get into this. Good Burger 2 has officially been greenlit at Paramount Plus with the original stars returning. The news was revealed on Friday's episode of The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. The sequel is the beloved Nickelodeon fan will begin production in May with plans to debut it on Paramount Plus later in 2023. I can't believe it's been a little over 25 years since a great customer service was born at Good Burger. 
Thompson said in a statement, being a part of something so many generations of people have come to love has made me so proud. And now to be back where it all began working on the sequel is surreal. Love performing with my brother, Kale, and I can't wait to show the fans what these characters have been up to since we last seen them. Y'all, I, I can't wait for this. I love Good Burger. It is the corniest, silliest movie. Mondo Burger, and they put the enhancements in the burger, and they was exploding at the end. I mean, man, it was burgers as big as a car damn there. <laughs> they had the secret sauce. It was just stupid, silly fun, man. And uh, I, I can't wait for this. I can't wait. Uh, Good Burger originated as a sketch on the Nickelodeon season series, all that, and which Mitchell starred Ed, and it was then spun off into a 1997 film. It proved to be a box office success, grossing just under $24 million against a reported budget of $8 million. And yes, guys, I was, uh, I think I was prepared. Um, did I have a box office for this? Yes. Good Burger. 20 20 right under 24 million 23 million like you said and this is on wikipedia good burger um yeah budget 8.5 million so eight times three is 24 so it's just right about there at the at, at, at profit land um where are we at right here eight million it's going to be achieved cult status with mitchell and thompson reuniting for a good burger sketch on the tonight show in 2015 i did not see that and subsequently stating over the years, they were open to a new iteration of the film. Mitchell also appeared as Ed and all that revival series in 2019. I didn't know that as well. Uh, per official logline, the film, Dexter Reed Thompson is down on his luck after another one of his inventions fails. Uh, Ed Mitchell welcomes Dex back to Good Burger with open arms and gives him his old job back. With a new crew working at Good Burger, Dex devises a plan to get back on his feet, but unfortunately puts the fate of Good Burger at risk once again. Oh, no. Sam Mitchell, Ed is one of those timeless characters that has brought so much joy and laughter to fans and such a beautiful blessing to still be doing it after all these years. It was super awesome to come back and continue the stories of Dex, Ed and Good Burger. Uh, wait, yeah, for Dex, Ed and Good Burger for all, both the people who grew up watching them as kids. Uh, Kevin and Heath, who co-wrote the original film, worked on all that, served as writers and executive producers on the sequel. James Eel is also a writer on the film. Field Trail will direct. Nickelodeon Studios will produce. Production of the movie for Nickelodeon Studios is overseen by Shauna and Zach. Uh, Co-written, yada, yada. We're still thrilled to take audiences' orders for more laughter and adventures with Good Burger Crew, said Tanya, chief of programming officer at Paramount. Good Burger 2 would be a great addition to our 2023 programming slate and it's sure to serve up everything that all that fans and new viewers will enjoy. Uh, representation, Good Burger, such beloved, yada, yada, new generation. Y'all, this is dope. This is dope. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. We are getting a Good Burger sequel. Yes, I'm so happy. I'm looking more forward to this than Secret Wars. Okay, that was not true at all. But who loves orange soda? Yes, I do. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> Hit the like button. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> yes. What's up, Jasmine? As a 90s baby, this makes me happy. For real, man. I'm I'm like really excited about this because uh, I just like silly, stupid stuff. And that, the Good Burger was all of that and more. Man, I can't wait. Kenny and Kelly on my childhood. Yeah, yeah. On soda, baby. On soda. LOL. One take, big dog. Have you seen uh, 
have you seen? I can't even think of the name. Good Burger. Tyra, if you're watching on replay, I want to comment, ma'am. You, you excited? Let's see here. Let's see here. LOL. Uh, I'd rather Keenan do a Fat Albert 2. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, Rick, Rick C. One, three, uh, Rick C. 137. Uh, let's go. I'm excited for Good Burger 2. I love the first Good Burger 1, and I can tell I will love Good Burger 2. Right on, right on, right on. Let's do it. Frantic World. Good Burger is a classic. I hope the new movie will be good. Yes, I hope so too. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, why I thought they was going to say $8 million budget uh 100 million at the box office <laughs> i got you i got you uh let's see here i'm also glad to see kel back is acting his ex-wife is literally trying to destroy him yeah i um i i um i hear some rumblings about that but i, I didn't look too far into it i need to uh but you know i'm glad he he's coming back for good burger too uh it gotta be fanta orange right 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 uh huh Kale gonna be drinking vegan orange soda. You know how the Hollywood, uh, the Hollywood people types are now. Man, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. But y'all, I'm I'm here for this, man. Uh, screw what the critics say on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, you know, that's only 45 reviews anyway, but it's a 33%. Audience gave it 63. It needs to be 110, you know. But again, guys, I'm excited about this, man. I am. So Good Burger 2 is coming. It's gonna start shooting in May. It will be available on Paramount Plus later on this year. And so if you got a subscription, look forward to that. If not, you may want to get one. And uh, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm looking forward to Good Burger 2. Hopefully they get some ideas at McDonald's or some place uh, sells Ed Sauce. I cannot wait. But again, guys, if you're watching this via live or on the replay, there's a link down to this in the description box below for you to read at your own leisure. My bad. I muted myself and let me know if you can hear me now. But this next topic, my fault. I got you. I got you. This next topic right here, uh, I was saying thank you, E-Man, because um, I did not even know about this until uh, he put it on his show uh, this past Friday. But it's disappointing. Blade Mahershali reportedly demanding changes to MCU script. What the hell is going on? Guys, again, if you're watching this via live or in the replay, there is a link down to this in the description box below for you to read at your own leisure. We definitely got to get into this. Finally, a worthy opponent. Our battle will be legendary. All right. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Got a guest backstage. It's been a minute. Since so they've been here, this person has been kicking out these recap shows, these reviews, live streams, all of that, doing an amazing job, but glad to have him in today. Coming to the stage. You call. I'm going to clean you out again. Welcome. I'm Lando Calrissian. I'm the administrator of this facility. Wookiees stand out in a crowd. It's good to see you too, old buddy. We had each other. Hold on, Chewie! 
Yes, it is Elliot with Movie Files, a.k.a. Lando Calrissian, keeping us safe from all the swarms, from the Galactic Empire, from bad DC movies, from all that, man. Welcome, Elliot. How are you doing today, sir? Good, man. Good. Uh, you know, I was fighting this this virus or something these last few days, right. man, but trying to get back to, to, to good health and uh, joining you today to have a good time, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, man, for being here. I do appreciate it. And um, I'm sorry that you were sick, man. Yeah, that sucks ass, man, being being sick. But, you know, hopefully you're on the, the farther end of it, you know, getting back to 100 percent. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for being here. Been a minute, bro. Missed you. I missed you. You know, yeah, man, we uh, it's yeah, since the, the what the last of us, the beginning of the last of us, so a couple months, you know, of course, we did the uh, the Ant Man spoiler discussion and uh, the uh, Triangle of Sadness, but as far as yeah, the, the live stream, it's been a minute, it's been a yeah, minute, but I'm glad to be back, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad too, y'all. Of course, this is Elliot with Movie Files. If, if this is your first time here and you did not know, um, if you love what he has to say, as well as myself, you can follow him on social media, his handle is on the screen, also, uh, his information is in the description box of this video. And like always, uh, he is on my channel tab uh, right there, second row, far left. This is what this brother channel looks like. He is creeping on up to that 50,000 subscribers. So show him some love. He has some great content for Swarm. I just saw this today, bro. You're live. You got scheduled for tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait. I cannot yeah, wait. Uh, and, and also, earlier today, guys, he did an epic um, uh, DCEU tier list for all of the 13 DCEU films. Yeah. So uh, after you watch me today, you know, go back and check out the replay because, uh, you know, he did an amazing job. And so, yeah. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Of course, of course. But uh, speaking about comic book films, man, I know you was talking about DC earlier today, but we're going to mm -hmm. talk about a little Favorite. bit of Marvel, you know. Uh, yeah. Got this is topic number five from the direct uh, Blade Mahershala reportedly demanding changes to the MCU script. Mm. Elliot, what's going on, bro? This 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 sucks right here, bro. The the two time Academy Award winning actor is demanding changes. I mean, one of the writers mm. was already fired, and they brought him some new people. And I thought everything was a okay. I'm like, all, all right, right. we're good now. But um, apparently, uh, apparently that's not the that's not the case here. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't read this yet because I, I want to be surprised as well. But uh, let's go ahead and, and get into this. And Elliot, I cannot wait for your commentary. Insider Jeff Snyder, who is a good insider, shared a new insight into Mahershala Ali's request for the Blade script in an appearance on the Hot Mike podcast. Snyder explained that Ali is heavily involved with Blade's story process so much that he has demanded script changes uh, he has demanded script changes all the time in mm -hmm. recent months. Ali, who propelled the project into development after meeting with Marvel Studios in 2019, allegedly feels that Blade is his movie hmm. <laughs> and has thus worked to infuse his vision into the story and direction. But could this also be for the best? Also, Ali is a proven creative genius, having won not one, but two times Academy mm -hmm. Awards. Uh, this comes at a time when Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has reported become a worn thin, overseeing dozens of projects at once, and while putting out fires with this movie and across the rest of the MCU. Oh, Elliot. Um, I mean, this is not what I want to hear. Right. When it comes to any comic book movie, one, mm -hmm. let alone MCU, because I love my DC, but you know, yeah. I, Marvel, Marvel is, is king for me personally. 
but not just that blade a black man you know a black a lead i, I want this to be the best ever you know i want mm -hmm, this to mm -hmm. be better than winter soldier better than iron man one better than infinity war avengers you know all that stuff so yeah it, it kind of um it, it it makes me uncomfortable but at the same time we also have this one quote right here um that he feels that blade is his movie that mm -hmm. could be good because he's so passionate and just wants it to be great right or, right. or it could be the <clears throat> thoughts where he's arrogant thinking that he's uh i'm gonna say vince mcmahon vin diesel you know in the fast series and stuff so <laughs> yeah um how are you feeling about this man is it good news is it bad news are you worried or you think everything gonna be okay man i'm torn man because i think on the on the positives you just mentioned the idea that a two-time academy award-winning actor who you know to be in all fairness this is probably the biggest there's obviously been talent all across the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Chadwick Boseman, Kate Blanchett, uh, Tilda Swinton, uh, Cumberbatch. I mean, there's some great actors across the board, but I don't know if there's been a, an actor to this cliche that's going to have their own title project. Of course, like I just mentioned, all those actors are kind of fitting within the MCU. I think Mahershala's like, hey, I know y'all like to hire, you know, come up with the IPs and then bring in an actor to fit around the IP. I'm an actor that's, I want you to work around me work around my talents, work around my sensibilities. So it does, it might come off a little egotistic, but I think it's the right type of mentality you need to have for a character that does demand so much attention. I mean, this is Blade, y'all. I mean, they yeah. did thing with Black Panther, you know, with, you know, the highs and lows of the most recent ones still, regardless, the IP is still strong, but Blade is something that we've only seen on the screen, you know, obviously with uh, Wesley Snipes three times, but it's been so many years since we got in those films and, this is a this is one of those things that's making me a little bit nervous about the MCU is that they still haven't gathered the idea and and come around to the idea that when the MCU started in two thousand eight, let's just say little Timmy was you know four five six eight <laughs> nine, but now Timmy that's fifteen years ago. Timmy's a grown ass man now. Right, he needs right. the they, the Marvel has yet to really fully embrace the adult side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I think there's a clash there where Mahershala Ali's like, yo, we got vampires, we got blood, we got some supernatural elements we really need to dive into this lore and if it requires some mature content we need to hit those highs but of course it's disney and bob Iger's. now i know that's your boy but we know bob <laughs> Iger is very friendly adult like he's very family friendly he's not as mature adult friendly so i don't know if there's some clashing going on there so again it makes me happy that someone is having the passion to be like no i'm not going to just do a mediocre paint right. my numbers formulaic movie i right. want to bring some flair some funk and some, some badass nature to the marvel cinematic universe and his character but then it makes me nervous the fact that he has to do all this stuff there's the we yeah. haven't heard any actor having this hell that he's going through many different directors so many different scripts him almost leaving the project we, we haven't heard that in marvel you know I, I am a dc guy but we that's more of a dc issue behind the scenes more so yeah. than marvel so i'm torn man but hey i'm hoping that they can make it happen because we need blade we need yeah. blade in the mcu like we, yes we definitely need it um more yeah. than anything else um a shout out to Miss Harper, you know, OG moderator builder. How you doing, ma'am? Thank you for being here. Uh, for one, just just to reply to your last statement, we need Blade. We do. It needs to be great, especially because I'm just so disappointed with how uh, the Black Panther franchise uh, has turned out. Of course, it's nobody's fault that Chadwick passed away, uh, but uh, it's just so much death in that series. 
Um, and I've said before, I want the rest of the Black Panther lore, whether it's a Disney Plus show and or movies to be great. I just don't have the confidence right now. And so Blade is as popular or even more popular than Black Panther. So we need that to come through and knock it out the park. You also uh, spoke on uh, Bob Iger. Now, that is my boy. And you are correct in everything you said. Uh, the only great thing that Bob Chapek did, I only give him credit for one thing, is he allowed mature content to be on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah. with the uh, the login, uh, whatever you know, parental oh, yeah. controls, yeah. And if I, it wasn't for him, Daredevil, right. uh, Punisher, all those X rated kind of MA content is on there right. because of him, yeah, yeah. So, if 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 Bob if Bob Iger was never left, I don't think that would have happened. I agree, you know. So, you know, that that's that's you know, on the positive. Another yeah. great thing is we know that Deadpool is coming out, we know that it's going to be rated R. And so depending on how that's going to do is going to set the stage for another R-rated property, which is Blade. You, I mean, mm -hmm. you can't have a van uh, like a no, that just doesn't work. And I don't me. I think and, and also just to speak on rated R content, my, yeah. since the Punisher is coming in as well, mm -hmm. I honestly think that it is going to be a OK. Um, I'm not worried about it. I, I really have zero doubts. The reason why is okay. I don't think it's going to be as violent as the Netflix shows yeah, where no way he's could, yeah. beating somebody's head, smashing it in with a car door. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have to be that violent. I, I'm not even asking for that. But it still needs to have some violence. And so um, I think that you know, with Deadpool and also John Bertha, he accepted the role and he said in an interview, like, look. I will come back, but I'm not going to come back if y'all are going to water it down. Right, and I be, I believe him, mm -hmm. and so if, yeah, he's so, a he's a stand up guy that doesn't play you around with like you know no no BS. So yeah, I agree right. with you. So with him saying that, <clears throat> and also um, you know Deadpool going to be R, and yeah. I I think the R thing is 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 not an issue, uh, but now again some people may feel that it's egotistical, uh, but it what this was reported. You know, this project is going off the ground because of him. Right. You know, he's the one that went to Marvel. I mean, he has the clout. He has the recognition. Mm -hmm. He is probably other than Samuel Jackson, who's already an MCU. I can't really think of another black star in Hollywood right now that is bigger than Samuel Mahershali. Maybe Jamie Foxx. Oh, like within you talking about just Hollywood landscape? Yeah, just, yeah, just Hollywood. Like who has the who? What black actors in Hollywood right now? Mm -hmm. Who has the biggest landscape uh, or the biggest pool? Um, you know, Lawrence Fishburne was already in the MCU. Don Sheila is already there. Right, of course, Will um, Smith. You know, yeah, Will, yeah, Will Smith. But you know, he's in kind of in trouble right now. Yeah, Denzel. <laughs> Denzel. I don't think he's gonna be popping up in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, and those are legends, man. That's been, mm -hmm. you know, what I'm saying. So nope. I can't, I can't think of anybody else. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, if we look at this filmography, I, I love Swan Song. I don't know if you saw that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Um, very, very great. And he ain't doing nothing else. You know, so he's he, been tra he's been trapped in this yeah. Blade world, man. And and yeah. that's another thing. It's like he's an actor at the end of the day. So it's like this Blade being such an inconvenience. Yes, it's an opportunity, obviously, but at the same time, he has a career that he has to that he wants to branch off. Like I don't think he just wants to be Blade for the next ten years. I still think he wants to build his legacy. So this is this is halting other projects. So yeah, true, true, true. Well, we're gonna see y'all. We're gonna see. Um, like Elliot said, I'm torn. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I hear some good things about. I mean, you can flip it on the good side, bad side. Uh, we're just gonna have to see. 
And so uh, I'm nervous, but whether you're watching this via live or on the replay, please let us know how you feel. I, I am really eager to go through these comments and see what everything is about. What's going on, Obang? It's been a minute. I ain't seen your name in a while, you know? So, and I also, if all else fails, um, if he walks, which I hope doesn't happen, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm very confident that Wesley Snipes will come back, you know, like, um, you know, hey, you know, he left. You want to come back? You know, so. <laughs> that train know. is way, that train is gone, B. I, we already talked about how, in no ageism here, but we already talked about how Mahershal is almost pushing 50. Man, Wesley Snipes in his 60. And this is a va- a living vampire that shouldn't be aging. So it's like, if you get Wesley in there, it's a, it's a one and done. It's going to be <laughs> one project for him. But I, Man, don't think, I don't think that would. Well, may, maybe, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, they do have the de-aging stuff, but. <laughs> That's a lot of bread. That's uh, that's not just cheap, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, y'all let us know what you think, uh, because we're we're dying to know. Topic number six, sticking with Marvel, and uh, I almost forgot about this, Elliot. X-Men 97. Mm. What, what's what's going on? Right, right, right. I, I wish I had the um I don't have any music. I wish I did, but oh, if you did, you know, YouTube gank. Yeah, oh yeah, gotcha. definitely, definitely. <laughs> man, man, man. Uh Disney's uh this is coming from direct.com, topic number seven. Disney Plus's X-Men reboot first plot details officially announced. Ellie, when's the last time you watched this? When I was a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been I, a minute. It's been a minute. I, I binged it 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a I had surgery done on my eyes. Mm-hmm. And so um, I couldn't work for, I was on medical leave for like five, six months. Oh, and wow. I was, yeah. So just at home, I, I binge watched the whole thing. And I remember the plot like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be picking up right where it left off. And gotcha. I, I'm, I'm excited about that. Nice. The Mayos, the, uh, go ahead. No, I'm saying that's nice that they, you know, continue that continuity. That's, that's dope. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the Mayo started out by revealing that the X Men will be experiencing a wave of increased sympathy towards mutants and understanding. Interesting. Did I, I want to make sure I didn't miss anything important? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. Uh, wait, the writer previously told there is such an earnestness to all the characters. Okay, no, I didn't. Uh, okay, we're going to be picking up about several months after Professor X left Earth after being shot by Henry uh, Guyrich, and he had to return to the Shi'ar homeworld to be with Lilandra. And what ends up happening is that the assassination attempt has led the wave of increased sympathy towards mutants and understanding. Now, before I go any further, if you don't remember, I think it was like six or seven seasons. The the last episode of this 90s, one of the best series of all time, mm-hmm. there was a conference and uh, Professor X was sick. He was having some mental breakdown, going crazy, right, trying to right. talk to people across the galaxy, Lalandra with the Shi'ar. Mm-hmm. And there was a conference and they were still working on the human and mutant relations. Right. Magneto showed up. And he was like, hey, man humans and mutants been beefing all this time you mm-hmm. know let's shake and get along i don't want to fight no more i don't want to be a bad guy i don't want to leave bad let's just get along and everybody mm-hmm. was like yeah let's get along but then this uh evil guy that hated mutants just like he was basically like no f that i hate you and did try to like attack him or like another mutant right right after the last minute mm-hmm. and magneto was pissed he was like this is bs i am tired right. of this I am trying to bury the hatchet and you still have this gentleman trying to uh, fight me. I'm, I think he was like, I'm going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. But then somebody was like, no, uh, Magneto, please do not do that. We need you to help send some type of uh, magnetic 
uh, brainwave across the galaxy so we can help save Charles' life. So Magneto was at a crossroad in the last episode. Okay, am I going to kill the humans and take them out and be bad some more or help Charles Xavier? And then he decided to help Charles Xavier and they did some type of mental telepathic thing and then they cut mm -hmm. the credits and that was mm -hmm. the end. And so yeah, now yeah. Any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so apparently that's that's where this is going to pick up gotcha. uh he pointed out that the team weren't expecting this type of public uh reaction as they asked themselves what does our future hold for us causing cyclops and storm to step up and be the team leaders and things and things are despite the friends of humanity still having the mullets and getting all up into and all up in it things are really starting to look up for mutants and this is going to kind of come to a head and leads our X-Men to say, what does our future hold for us? We weren't expecting this, and you're going to have Cyclops and Storm really wanting to carry on the dream. And they've recruited Morph and Bishop to actually become full-time members of the team. Other X-Men like Gene and... Other X-Men like Gene and the... How did they type this? Other X-Men like Gene and the Will They, won't they couple Gambit and Rogue mm. are starting to begin to question maybe there is a life we've been fighting for this life of acceptance we can just go out there and enjoy it for once maybe and then of course somebody shows up who shouldn't show up and it's magneto who's also kind of feeling like you know professor x he did a solid for mutant kind i'm going to try and walk in his footsteps i'm going to try to be a, a a force for good for mutant kind uh the writer concluded sharing one of the biggest questions superheroes will ask themselves embrace the future but then, of course, as the X-Men and the kind of looking at the future, and we're going to be talking a lot about this. How do you face the future? How do the X-Men do what they've been telling humanity to do uh, for decades, which is embrace the future? If I keep going, because I don't want to reach out of death. I thought I, I, I read somewhere that another, that uh, Sinister may be coming back. Yeah, thankfully, the same Mr. event, Barmore also revealed that one day key villains in the revival will be Mr. Sinister, a.k.a. Nathaniel S. Ethics. Essex, so he hasn't gone anywhere, and so um, yeah, man, um, that's the plot that's going to be coming up for yeah. X Men ninety seven. Uh, I can't wait, uh, Elliot. Passing it to you, does that excite you or not really? How how you feeling about that? <clears throat> yeah, no. I, uh, again, I was uh, loved this series as a kid. I, I kind of again the finale. I don't even think I even made it to the finale because I was more so you know being a DC fan, watching you know Batman animated, Justice League Unlimited, all that stuff. So I don't remember it as much, but I'll probably revisit it. You know, they're quick episodes. They're like 20, yeah. 23, 21 minute episodes. Some of them are a little bit longer. Um, so it's not like a bunch of heavy work to catch up with it. So I'll probably binge it and and just re, you know re uh remember a lot of stuff that i've forgotten since i was a kid uh my only and i'm not even really concerned because we, we're seeing both marvel and dc do this but i am very curious since this is technically marvel's first mcu marvel studios getting their hands on on a pre-existing x-men property before we get you know the mcu version of the x-men if people are going to fall in love with this uh you know, adaptation and this re revival versus, you know, like, okay, so when's the new X-Men? We're in the live action. So I'm just very curious on like the fan demand, if this is as fire as it was back in the nineties, if it's going to make people just as more, um, you know, impatient for the live action of the MCU version of these characters. I'm really interested to see that dynamic of like, and then what if one's better? What if the animated is better than what the MCU gives us or vice versa? I'm just really interested to see the conversation around X-Men on small form and, and, and on the big screen. Um, I think you may have touched on this before. Do you think they're going to like merge the two? Like, 
maybe at the end of season one or two of this 97 mm-hmm. it's going to transform into the live action or something that you yeah know? we we talked about that a while ago uh, i don't remember what the topic was but i know it was you know multiversal situations what if uh we do see these animated characters because the whole conversation is like okay how are they going to bring in the x-men yeah. charles and and uh magneto's relationship has to be established we can't have you know, new actors being brought in and, and just assume we know everything. So right. that's where I was like, yeah, if, if they brought in anime, you already got the, the history is already there. So yeah. that would be interested. Interesting if they did that. Um, brought in animators to live action or at least some of the characters just to kind of have already establishment. So, but we'll see. I think um, I mean, it's probably obvious to everybody, but I think Secret Wars is going to open up all of that. Oh yeah, you know, yep. you know, you know, different universes crossing with mm-hmm. different timelines. Remember the post-credit scene or the mid-credit scene for Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. He hooked up with a uh, old girl. So like, there's an incursion. And yeah, they, and they went. So that could be the start of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who knows? Also, in this article, it mentions the she are. I'm not like a, a comic expert when it comes to this, but you know how the Infinity Stones work. It only works in the universe it was created. Mm-hmm. And like every universe has an onset of infinity stones. There is some type of crystal that can work in like all of them, like in every universe or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like the infinity stone, but for the whole multiverse. I think I could be wrong. Gotcha. And so since they mentioned in the Shi'ar, you know that that could be um that that could come up as well. So I, I don't know. We're just gonna have to see. But um I'm excited about it. So yeah, you know, and um I had this right here. We I don't know when, but. You know, maybe summer of this year we're gonna get. Yeah, this. we the, the the slate right now of Marvel uh, is just kind of all over the place. Like yeah. we were supposed to have Secret Invasion by now. Uh, Loki is now like late summer, and um, yeah, and then of course the Marvels got delayed. So, hey, yeah, take yeah, your time, Marvel. I ain't impatient. Take your time. Yeah, take your time. What's up, Jan? Take take your time. Uh, I think you're right. The M Quan crystal that that sounds about right. So I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But again, guys, if you're watching this via live on the replay, uh, there's a link to this down in the description box below uh, for you to read at your own leisure. All right. We have three topics left. The rest of those are going to be Elias favorite talking about DC Comics. Finally, a worthy opponent. Our battle will be legendary. But before we do, we have a guest backstage. It's been a minute. I'm so happy to bring them on. This is my brother from another mother. He is the prince of the legendary warrior race. Coming to the stage. Yes, it's my boy, Mr. One Take Big Dog. Oh man, that audio though, we gotta <laughs> listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I even got home, I was testing out my mic and like I just recorded a 30 minute YouTube video and it had a ring in it the whole time. That's before I didn't, I couldn't see if it worked without the headphones until I got home. So give me one second, because if it don't work, we might have to postpone this. That's, that's cool. Lie. That's cool. Do what you got. Do what you do. What you got to do. Do what you got to do. Give me, a, 
give me a thumbs up when you're ready. I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a mute you for now because uh, you're yes. out of static, you know. But we're gonna move on to this topic number six right here, talking about this DC, and uh, yeah, man, this is not good, but this was uh, kind of predictable. Uh, well, what's going on with this box office? Oh, Elliot, man, 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 coming. Uh, what's the topic number seven coming from Variety? Uh, box office Shazam Fear of the Gods stumbles Jeez. with 30 million dollar opening weekend. God dang, that's dang. awful trash, y'all. If you're watching this via live or the replay, there's a link down to this in the description box below for you to read at your own leisure. Shazam, the magic word at the box office. Well, Shazam wasn't the magic word at the box office this weekend. <laughs> Shazam Fear of the Gods opened number one in North America, not saying much. But the Warner Brothers DC sequel fell short of expectations with a disappointing $30.5 million from 4,000 locations. Heading into the weekend, the film was expected to collect 35 to 40 million, which is not good, which already wasn't all that spectacular, which I just said, since uh, it cost north of 110 million to make and another 100 million to market. Woo! We got the, we got the, we got the marketing budget, Elliot. We normally don't get that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a substantial drop from the 2019's films that opened to 53.5 million and ended with a box office run of 140 domestically and 366 million worldwide. So, yeah, man, that's uh, that's no bueno right there. Uh, I posted my review for the film. Uh, Elliot did too. Um, at the international box office, Shazam added 35 million from 77 markets. Uh, global started 65 million it's sort of a start there's no other way to put it says sean robbins chief analyst at box office pro comic book films are steadily showing that without an event level hook mm -hmm. it's difficult to live up to his predecessor's performances uh i don't know how i feel about that reviews are and word of mouth will not help they got a b plus cinema score um yeah that's uh right there shazam fear of the gods b plus also let me get rid of that uh, let's see here. It holds a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes and um, a dramatic decline from the original's 90s average. So I had that as well. If we look at the first Shazam, 90% from the critics, yeah. 82 from mm -hmm. the audience. And this one right here, 53 from the critics, 87 from the audience. So uh, it both went down. Mm -hmm. um, also, this first film, $100 million budget. And the rule of three, three times, but it's doing doo doo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, y'all look at this. Uh, the first film, the budget was a hundred million. So if the budget was a hundred million, which is yeah, it says right here three times, but for the sequel on one twenty five, it needs to make three seventy five minimum, uh, worldwide, Ellie. And I don't, I don't think that's gonna do that, man. Yeah. So, uh, Elliot, man, uh, yeah, man, how how you feeling about this, bro? Is it is is this is this the end of Zachary Levi as Shazam, or you think they're gonna bring him back, or what do you make about all these box office numbers? Ooh, uh, well, I'll tackle the first question: Zachary Levi coming back to reprise his role in the new DCU. I think it's a. Uh, Dead on arrival. I, I don't think he's coming back, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately for some. Um, I just think it's it's a time. You know, I think Shazam has proven for the first one and definitely the second one. Some characters like a Shazam, you might do one film, but I don't know if you necessarily need sequels to continue their stories. 
Um, and especially the way, you know, the whole Black Adam of it all, that we wouldn't able to see those two characters. Like, that's just so weird to not see Black Adam and Shazam cross paths. And a lot can be said about the rock of it all and just, you know, just terrible handling of it all. But, yeah, I don't I don't think we will see Zachary Levi back in the role. And number one, I think for a couple of reasons, but in particularly in this most recent film, not to get too deep into, like, reviewing Shazam, but I just think Zachary Levi, fun, energetic, a lot of charisma. Uh, you know, seems like a good guy. I don't think he is the right fit for the, the version of Shazam they were trying to tell because I cannot, I still, after two films, cannot understand why Zachary Levi and uh, Astra Angel weren't in the same room to have chemistry because I have no idea why Shazam is so opposite from Billy Batson. Like, I don't understand why the kid is more of an adult than the adult version of himself. It, it's baffling to me. And I think there's a huge disconnect from those two actors, not necessarily, you know, saying that they're bad acting. Cause I think Shazam is a cool character. And Zachary Levi plays up to the kid of it all, but it doesn't match the kid that he's portraying, which is just so weird. And, and also it goes to the Ari Aster to, or not Ari Aster, but uh, Astro Angel. I think that he is, they, they casted him too old. Uh, he has that Stranger Things issue where he's growing up way too quick. Like my man's 18, looking 25 in the most recent film. So <laughs> and just to sum it up, man, I think that they need to reboot the character. And number one, cast a new Shazam, but also probably cast a younger version of Billy Bass so he can grow into the role and play to the younger versions of what they were trying to do with Shazam. So... Yeah, man, it's not looking good. I know my man, uh, Big Dog, he's going to have a lot to say about it. I know Shazam <laughs> favorite, so I'm very excited to see what we have to say about this. Yeah. And what to do with this character, man. Yeah, you made a good point about that. I have to be honest, when I first saw the first Shazam, I liked it a lot. I own it on Blu-ray 4K. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, it was great. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it was dark, too. Um, yeah. I didn't like the sequel as much, but it wasn't trash. I think I gave it a 6.5 out of 10, which is still passing. But mm -hmm. I never thought about that, that their characters are so different. But that's so true. And so that's weird. And I do wish that Billy Batson was younger. I saw your live you did earlier today, of course. Uh, you, I think you brought up that this was kind of your introduction to the Shazam character because it was for me the Superman Shazam versus the Return of Black Adam, that short animated film. Yeah. Um, I wish Billy Batson was that age that he was in this, you right. know, maybe right. 13 years old or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. and so, um, I didn't hate, I, I really liked the first Shazam, uh, made money. This sequel is not unfortunate. We'll see what the drop is next week, but those, um, you know, uh, cinema score and John Wick is coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna tank big time, and that's a yeah. good movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm not mad at them if they reboot, uh, but this sucks. Uh, one take, big dog. How you feeling about all this, man? And I don't even know how you feel about the movie too. So yeah, give us a little re short review if you don't mind as well. I, I don't know what my audio like. I think it's bad. It, I'm good. It, it's better than it's, what it was. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. I didn't. Know, I didn't know I was gonna get to talk. I thought I was just gonna be down here doing thumbs up, and thumbs down the whole time. Uh, I, I I enjoyed the film though. I I really I really did. Now I'm right there with Elliot though. There is a disconnect between Billy Batson and Shazam, and you see that like throughout both films. I don't quite understand why, because Billy is a, he's a chiseled kid, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like Zachary Levi should have played more to that. And I, even though I do like his Shazam, it does feel more gleeful than how Billy acts at times and, and more childlike. And I, the first one I gave it a pass, I'm like, maybe he feels more at 
freedom when he turns into an adult. You know what I'm saying? Right. But during the second film, I'm just like, okay, no, that there's there's I felt it more in the second one. You know what I'm saying? But I still overall I still like it because I think I enjoyed the characters more than anything. Uh, I do feel like we should have had more of the children in the in the forefront rather than the adults. Uh, I don't know why they went that route. I was afraid of that when I first saw it to begin with because I was just like, why is all the promotional material with the adults instead of the children? Um, but I guess maybe they want to set it off those actors. Uh, and then the villains were basic, but I still thought they were pretty like badass and whatnot. So yeah, overall, I, I still really enjoyed the film. I had a fun time with. It. I think Jack Dylan Grazer is like the heart of that film and like really holds things together. And I really love Rachel Zegler as well. But like, yeah, I and my my biggest thing. This isn't surprising to me. I've I've talked about this multiple times. How I really want this film to succeed. The biggest thing though is that you have this property and where a kid turns into an adult. And I kind of feel like your marketing material is just like every other marketing material for every other movie. You just put out trailers and you did nothing creative at all. Yeah. I like, I, I damn near wish they would have called me. I was like, I can give you a million ideas on how to get this trending virally and, and how to get word of mouth out about this. Thing. You, your first job you did well, you made a good film. I thought more people was going to discover the first film and be excited for the second one. But if we, you have the second one come out and you your promotional material is ass you're not you're not gonna get anything done and i kind of feel like the marketing material didn't kick up to the very last month and the only thing they did was put out more trailers and more clips from the film that is what a studio spoilers yeah that's that's what a studio does when they have no idea what to do with a film so it's disappointing but it's it's also expected once again sorry about that audio y'all are you good? You good, man. You good, man. Uh, uh but do check out check that private chat out. The thing I sent the private chat. Okay. Never mind. Uh, uh, message I sent, but yeah, man. Um, this is not looking good for for Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Um, I'm assuming that it's gonna, <clears throat> probably gonna be at the very least like a seventy percent drop next week. Yeah, you know, and that's not more. This movie <laughs> may not make man numbers again. Yeah, it may not even make a hundred million globally you know that that's it says 65 now globally yeah so um this is uh it's not looking good it's just and listen not to play devil's advocate or make excuses um but i will admit even though i'm super excited for the future of dc it doesn't help the cause that there is a new regime and there's a whole new dc universe being set up in the next calendar year i'm not a fan or uh, go into the idea of like, well, I'm not going to watch it because it's not going to build anything. Well, why even see movies at all if that's the case? Because there's a bazillion movies that it's not going to have sequels or trilogies or spinoffs. You see a film to see a film. But again, I can understand the sentiment of, of some of that to a certain extent. But it doesn't. It didn't help the box office. The people just like, I don't care. I'll just wait to the new James Gunn, new Superman, new Batman, Wonder Woman, and Shazam. I'll watch that when they get that sorted out. So it didn't help the cause that people are just kind of in flux with where is the DC going? yeah well guys uh there you have it man um shazam is doing more than stumbling at the box office it's crashing and burning and beerus is destroying it from existence it got struck by lightning (laughs) yeah uh it's to that box office yeah it's just awful it's just awful and so um uh 
yeah so we'll we'll just have to see but again guys if you're watching this via live on the replay uh there's a link down to it in the description box below uh for you to read at your own leisure all right well we got two topics left and we stand on dc uh this breaks my heart but um yeah it looks like your boy ben affleck that is going to be or that will be appearing this summer in the flash in june for batman and maybe his last time coming through and uh that's really unfortunate you know when james gunn and peter saffron were announced as the co-creators um for a co-ceos excuse me uh for the new dcu saffron business james gunn directing uh we're going to be talking about him next and what he's going to be doing everybody was like what's up with ben affleck is batman we like him he's a great director won an oscar for was it argo a number mm-hmm. of years ago the man knows what the hell he's doing in front and behind the camera we know he's passionate about batman we know he knows his stuff what's the deal well hey we want him to direct uh we don't know yet you know but we want him to direct something at dc made sense to me okay get him let him do a batman movie you know i mean and then they make the announcement uh a batman brave in the bowl you know with the whole bath i'm like hell mother effing yes let's do this get ben affleck as the as the, the the character he can direct this mug perfect you know but uh your boy said absolutely not uh in a recent interview man and this um pisses me off and so uh this is a long article right here from the hollywood reporter of course we're not going to go over it all but just right, right here real quick so if DC came to you and said, do you want to direct something? I would not direct something for James Gunn, DC. Absolutely not. I have nothing against James Gunn. Nice guy. Sure, he's going to do a great job. I just wouldn't want to go in and direct in the way they're doing that. I'm not interested in that. What? Man, what? What? I don't. I don't know what to think about this. Like, it doesn't i don't get it and he kind of just goes through on like how horrible the situation was prior to james gunn getting there but i'm like bro you got a whole new uh ceo co-ceo a whole new just whole new regime man that he still don't want to be a part of this elliot how do you feel about this or you think he's still tricking us and he's still part of the this franchise in some way um, this is tough, man, because, you know, re- I've read most of that article um, and, and, you know, we talked about it months ago and I've always been in the camp that this man has said numerous times. And, and again, in this article that this character and playing this character almost put him six feet under. Uh, now, he obviously came into the role with a little bit of drama, well, not drama, but, you know, personal issues with divorce and alcoholism. And it just it made matters worse, uh, especially with. On, on the, the, the not successful aspects of BVS and Justice League and everything that went on with Zack Snyder behind the scenes. So it wasn't a good experience. So I've always been just the same way I feel about Zack Snyder. Just continue to do what you do best outside of the DC universe. You, you, you had your time to shine. Now it's time to move on. So I can understand that. But it does make me a little worried when he like specifically says the James Gunn, what they're doing sounds very like, whoa, what are what the hell are they doing? What do you know, uh, Mr. Ben Affleck, who's very candid, by the way. I love when actors and people of uh, the stature are very upfront and very transparent about things. So, yeah, it makes me a little bit uh, curious on what exactly he saw that was just like, oh, I don't want to be anywhere near this. 
Or is it just more or less like, I don't want to be anywhere near this because of what happened to me. I didn't, I got burnt before. This isn't the first superhero character he played in his career with Daredevil being the first one. And that didn't turn out well. So I think he said, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to be like Jared Leto and fail a Joker and do Morbius and, you know, look horrendous out in these streets. I think he sees the right on the wall. And I respect that. I know, Brandon, it's, it's one of my favorite versions of the Batman character. Um, but I think it's just sometimes you got to just walk away. You know, and you got to do something else with yeah. your life, not stress and kill yourself over certain uh, things that might not come to fruition. So I think it's it's good on him to move on and not chase this aspect of Batman and, and see a brighter side of things. So we'll okay. see. Okay. Um, I mean, I slightly disagree because I'm just in the mindset of like, if they're letting you do whatever you want to do, what you want to do, how, I, I just don't understand how it can be stressful. Like, you only got to report to two people. I, I don't know. Uh, one take. Where you at on this, man? I, I think it's one of those situations where he didn't want to fall into that certain umbrella to where it's kind of like they have a they technically still have a plain universe. I, I think if Ben Affleck were to direct a Batman film, he would have wanted to be something like Matt Reeves to where it's like it's in his own contained universe and where he don't have he could like create something exactly how he wanted to be. I think even with Marvel films, and I do feel like they get a director some freedom, but they still have to play inside a certain box and do certain things, you know what I'm saying? And I don't think that's what Ben Affleck wanted to do. I think he kind of wanted to do, if he was to do any DC film whatsoever, I think it'd be one of the, uh, what is it, DC, uh, DC Black? What is it? What is it? Oh, the Elseworld. Elseworld, Elseworld. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. I think it would have been something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I don't think he wants to do anything inside of this 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 cinematic universe that they're, that they're building and i can understand that though honestly man um i, I mean i don't know i, I still can't um, be as <laughs> yeah it just like, come back come back i know bro it's like i i know he wanted to do the um the batman versus deathstroke yeah and all that and man that would be cold as hell i know y'all saw the clip online with them fighting at the warehouse with all the containers Ooh. and stuff like oh god if we can get that like was that from a video game or something? Yeah, that was from uh Batman Origins. Man, yeah, if we can yeah. get that, and we, we remember at the end of the Justice League, where was the Snyder Cut or whatever, like mm -hmm. how raw old dude looked like, bruh, like you're gonna be having me like this in the theater, like, oh god, you know, like but uh I'm I think he can still do that with Brave oh. and Bow. I, I really hope they're pulling our leg here. I really do, but I mean to, to be see. fair, be I heard Ben Affleck say he wasn't going to ever don the cape and cowl again in 2017. And fast forward to him doing reshoots to Zack Snyder's Justice League in his backyard to now he's going to be in the flash come this summer. And he was on the set of Aquaman. It was a picture of him and Jason Momoa on the set of Aquaman. So, you know, he's, he's married. He has a new, new chance on life with JLo. Never say never. So yeah. we never thought that Zack Snyder was going to have his Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League come out. So this is Hollywood. We've seen crazier things. So, it might not be a, an immediate. I want to work with the this chapter of James Gunn. What they're trying to do. There's a, a like uh, Big Dog said. There's other chapters. There's other Elseworlds. There's other stories they can tell uh, in five or ten years. So you you never know. You never know, B. But it might that not be a, tomorrow. That was a that was a great point because I, 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 I yeah they all I have to say a lot of things. But you know I think when those trucks start rolling around and those brick trucks start mm -hmm. rolling around mm -hmm. and they get in those rooms and 
check star yeah. getting signed. You know, things change up a little but bit. Just cast J Lo as his Catwoman and Matt Damon as his Alfred. Maybe he'll do it. Yeah, you know, feed him some breakfast in bed, J Lo, and talk some sweet nothings in his ear. And baby, I'll do some extra if you, you know. Uh, I mean, why not? I wouldn't be mad at it. You know what I'm saying? But you guys, let us know what you think. Uh, if you're watching this via live with a replay, it's the Hollywood Reporter link for you to read at your own uh, leisure in the description box below. Well, guys, we have one topic left. One topic left, and there was so much speculation online about, excuse me, who's going to direct this movie? Who is going to direct Superman? And uh, like you, Elliot, I'm kind of behind on my animated films. I still need to watch the... Um, there was the DC animated film where like Apocalypse beat everybody. Mm -hmm. and, not an Apocalypse beat everybody. I don't make sense. Dark Side, Dark Side beat everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, that 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 new god or the old god Triton came in, and they was boxing and all that. Uh, uh, apocalypse War. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you think I'm trying to set, talk shit or something? No, no, I'm saying <laughs> did you have you watched it? Oh no, yeah, I've watched it. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. watch that. <laughs> but when they rebooted it, they the next DC animated films was a newer Superman, like Superman. I, I haven't seen that. Mm -hmm. Is uh, what I'm gonna get at, but yeah, it, it's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I'm seeing I own it on uh, Blu ray, I'm, I'm proud of that. It's part of the collection, uh, so I still got to check that out. And every time I hear this new James Gunn Superman, that's what that's what I think of, and so uh, that's kind of what I'm modeling off of, even though I haven't seen it. But James Gunn he announced his slate, his chapter one Superman Legacy, but nobody knew who was going to be directing the film. But now we know. Last topic of the day, topic number nine, coming from the Hollywood Reporter. James Gunn to direct Superman Legacy. The DC Studios co-head is helming from his own script with the film looking to cast a new Clark Kent. I wish all these ass would get out of the way. Uh, Superman Legacy would be the first big screen feature of the Gunn Saffron era. Warner Brothers has the project dated for July of 2025, which is a little over two years away. So they should be going into filming next summer, starting next summer. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned, Saffron told reporters in late January. Uh, on Wednesday, Gunn explained that he hesitated to take on the movie, even though he was off the character before ultimately taking on Suicide Squad for Warners. I initially said no because I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't have a way and that felt unique and fun and emotional that gave Superman the dignity he deserved. Then, a bit less than a year ago, I saw a way in, in many ways centered around Superman's heritage, how both his are, are aristocratic Kryptonian parents and his Kansas former parents inform who he is and the choices he makes. Uh, even after deciding to write, he was hesitant to direct, explain the filmmaker. Just because I write something doesn't mean I feel it in my bones visually and emotionally enough to spend over two years directing it especially not something of this magnitude it is superman but the long the but the long and the short of it i love this script and i'm incredibly excited to begin this journey dun 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 superman legacy will mark gunn's first time directing an a-list superhero he made a name of himself taking rel relatively unknown characters such as Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and turning them into household names and DC uh, D list DC characters such as Polk Dot Man, King Shark uh, from the Suicide Squad, also um, you know Peacemaker. 
One take, big dog. I'm coming to you first this time, man. Does this get you excited that James Gunn is going to be directing this, or would you rather somebody else do it? How do you feel, sir? I absolutely love that he's directing this. One, is he wrote the script, and I kind of feel like he had a certain connection to it, and I kind of feel like he knew that he would be the best person to bring this this character or this vision he has for this character to life. Uh, we you just talked about it. He brought characters that were obscure characters that people people a lot of people didn't really know too much about. I knew nothing about the Guardians. Now I'm in love with the Guardians. The way he did the uh, the Suicide Squad with those characters, completely unlikable characters, made you love them. I uh, love I love Ratcatcher too. I'm ready to see her in something else. And then you take a a, a piece of garbage character like Peacemaker and give him a series and make that make you get emotional for that character, knock that whole thing completely out the park. Now you're taking one of the most beloved characters in Superman who people already love and you're just making people love him more. That, that's, that's literally what you just, just make people love. All, and then one of the quotes, I can't quite remember verbatim what you just said. I think it was one of the first quotes you had. It was like, um, he's kind in a world that no longer believes in kindness. Mm-hmm. That is old-fashioned. Yeah, that right there really gets me because it's like we I, I don't never think Superman needed to change for who what the world was becoming. I think he him being himself and being true to like who he is and, and, and what what he felt like the world should be was always one of the best parts about Superman. You know what I'm saying? That 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 sweet, kind person and, and like I think kindness and generosity, you know, overshot like whatever the world is changed to. And I think the world will always need that and get it from somebody who literally can destroy the planet. Like, let you know, like, okay, if he can do it, so can I. This, this guy don't have to take anything that the world is giving to him, but he does. You know, he's genuinely wants to be a good person. Like, an alien being the most human out of all of us. So I love that. So like I said, man, James Gunn has brought us made us fall in love with characters that we didn't know. To giving him a character that's beloved amongst all and 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 seeing whatever his vision is for that, I can't wait to see it. I, I'm I'm so happy about this announcement. Uh, I, I think it's going to be great. And I really and, and another thing I just wanted to mention: a lot of times in these James Gunn properties, uh, like Guardians of Suicide Squad, he's focused on multiple characters. It's, it's always like ensembles. This is a this is a singular story about just Superman. Superman's the lead. The focus is on him. So all that extra stuff that can go with other people is going to Superman. So yeah, I, I think this is I love it. I love that announcement. Yeah, man. Uh I love that. I love your commentary. Uh Michael Marblood agrees as well. Big dog spot on with everything he's saying. Yeah, yeah man. I love having one take big dog on, especially when it's DC, because he's so damn excited. You can tell one take excited because he'd be talking fast, like he on a time or something. Like, I only got 45 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, slow down, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's, we can talk as long as you want. But I love it, though. I feel you, man. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. Elliot, coming to you, bro. Uh, how are you feeling about this, man? Are you happy he's directing this, or would you rather yeah. somebody else do it? Yeah, he's uh, Big Dog said it perfectly, man. It's the Superman is is uh, is the embodiment of hope, man. And I'm I'm just loving the passion that we're hearing from James Gunn with the whole connection of his dad when he was a kid and used to struggle with anxiety and and things of that nature. And his dad used to take him to the comic book store, and Superman was one of the first uh, you know superheroes that he connected to. And his dad passed away three years ago. The film's coming out on his three year or four year or it'll be five years that he passed at that point. So it's just so much personal connections to James Gunn with this story. And like 
Big Dog was saying from his iterations of within the comic book universe, uh, even Super, right? Or even, you know, even something like as sinister as uh, um, Slither, he always knows how to tell stories about family. And when you think about Clark and him being the last Kryptonian, well, at least that he knows of, there's, you know, we're going to get Supergirl in this in this DCU, which is going to be great to see. But right now he's thinking he's the only uh, Kryptonian alive. It's just like, and then the whole idea of like, this whole, it almost sounds like he was raised by his parents, which we've never really seen that in live action. His parents have always been, you know, deceased by the time he's of age. So it's going to be interesting to see that duality in the character and seeing how Kryptonians, he was raised in that sense of the uh, his heritage. And then obviously Martha and Jonathan. So I'm very intrigued to see that. And to the idea of the ensemble, I'm really excited to see the pieces that he puts in this because he always has these knockout home run cast around him. So I'm very excited to see who he casts as Lois Lane, as, you know, Paul Kent and Martha and, and all the different surrounding characters around there. And as far as the narrative goes, man, not only am I excited to see the hopeful side of Superman, but I'm really excited to get a Clark Kent, a proper Clark Kent, and more so exploring him being the journalist and working with the best journalists in the, in the DC world, which is Lois Lane. So I'm really excited to see that side of him. And I would love to see him like doing this under, underground kind of story of like there's a mayor, or this up and coming senator of a sorts trying to work his way up to becoming running New York City and that being Lex Luthor. And we're seeing Clark Kent trying to uncover all the, the stuff he's hiding and there's something he's building, working with something out of space, maybe uh, Brainiac. So I, I think there's just so much human story story that James Gunn can tell and everything we've seen so far from him in the comic book world two guardians suicide squad I, I'm I'm certain this is going to be a home run yeah man how do I uh come after both of you guys um real quick uh buddy love uh only my only pushback here is a nice picture too um suicide <laughs> squad made no money because it was released during the pandemic and it was also day and date like it was released digitally on HBO Max and theaters at the same time. So that's like yeah. a double whammy of why I wouldn't make any money. Mm. Um, Xavier, I agree with Big Dog Superman should not be a reflection of who we are at the same time. He should be an idea that humans aspire to. Uh, right on, right on. I like that. Also got a super chat from Tony Movie Chappie. Uh, thank you so much for the 999 super chat. We're gonna do that like this. What a money reside, what a money reside, what a money reside, what a money reside. Okay, uh, thoughts on the new Hellboy reboot directed by Brian Taylor? I have zero interest in that and didn't know anything about it. The last reboot they put out, I put on my thumbnail that it was butt must <laughs> because I thought it was that bad. Um, so I have no interest in that. I didn't even know about it. Do y'all have any interest in this? I, I saw that they yeah. announced they announced it. Uh, whatever the the run that they're doing, I, I forgot what it's called. It's something about Hellboy and some young detective go to. It's like during the nineteen fifties. They go to some town that's been like you know overrun with like witches and stuff like that. I heard this from like the script is based on one of the most successful Hellboy runs in recent memory, but I don't know too much about it. Also. That last one was really, really bad, especially yeah. when we could have just did a Hellboy three with Ron Perlman. But I, 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 so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna see it. I mean, I, we're all gonna see it. Let's be honest. We see, we watch everything, people. But excitement, nah, I ain't get really got it in it right now. LA, you got you excited for it? This movie's going to hell. It's gonna gotcha. explode. It's gonna destroy box office numbers negatively. It's not gonna do well at all. Who's gonna see that? I don't. I'm not. 
I, I agree. Another super chat from uh, Brian Andrews. Uh, thank you so much for the 999. I, I uh, do appreciate that. Yes! Yes! Uh, but as far as my commentary on yeah, James Gunn, Superman, hey, you know, why not? I'm here for it. Uh, I'm just really interested, too, because, you know, his sense of humor is very obscure. And I don't know if uh, I'll say raunchy. Uh, uh, if I had a, you know, and there's nothing raunchy about Superman at all, you know, whether it's uh, Peacemaker, which has crude jokes, Suicide Squad, of course, um, Slither, Guardians, you know, they have, uh, I mean, they're making jokes about semen all on the walls in the ship, like it looks like some type of painting. And so uh, he may have to hold back a little bit on all that, which I think he should as Superman. Um, but I, I'm pretty, I'm confident he's going to deliver on that action, yeah. uh, you know, but and I'm, to that point too, B, I mean, he is, he, he's doing a lot, which is, you talk about Kevin Feige being worn thin. I mean, James Gunn right off the bat is like, give me all the projects. I'm, so I think to your, you know, his crudeness of his of writing might be justified or getting that scratching that itch with Peacemaker season two, which I'm sure he'll have his hand in the writings for that. So all the stuff he wasn't able to do with Superman could put in that show and also uh, Creature Commandos that he's writing the animated show. So oh, I think yeah. he's going to get all his kitty, funny, you know, off joke, off, off colored jokes off with those projects and then really get focused on uh, the seriousness uh, of Superman. Cool. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. And so uh the dc world y'all is apparently going down it's going down it's going right. down but guys uh that mm. is going to conclude all of the topics that we have today for the movie news roundup show number 98 my goodness gracious two more and i'm gonna be at 100 i'm proud of myself i'm not gonna lie pat myself on the back who cares uh but guys uh if you are interested in any and everything that we discussed today uh, there is a link down to everything in the description box below and again, I just want to thank y'all so much for tuning in. This is uh, number 98. Had a ton of fun. And I want to thank my guest so much for coming through today. It means the world to me. Elliot with Movie Files. Thank you so much, sir. Yes, sir. And once a big dog, thank you so much, sir, for coming through. So um, also, guys. Uh, oh, Elliot, um, before we head out of here, man, uh, mm-hmm. what you got going on on your lovely channel that you want to promote to all the good people out there? Yeah, man. Well, hey, B, like I said, it's been a, been a couple months with The Last of Us, man. I was traveling with uh, Joel and Ellie across, you know, the country, <laughs> man. So I'm glad to be back and survived. Uh, but no, man, I'm happy to be here and uh, always great chopping up with you and uh, one take. So I uh, appreciate you having me on, man. And shout out to the, to the awesome community over here. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. But uh, yeah, as far as this week, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a couple of days off. I'm being honest with you. I'm going to, um, you know, I saw... Um, uh, John Wick last week, so I already got a review for that. But I, I, I might do a spoiler or something later this week. But besides that, live stream tomorrow for Swarm, a um, couple short form content throughout the week, and gearing up for next Sunday for any Succession fans. Uh, the fourth and final season will be coming out, so I'll be getting in that headspace of Succession with the uh, Logan family, which is, uh, you know, I'm sad to see that show go. But yeah, man, the next few days, just taking a little bit of a break besides tomorrow's live stream and then back at it next week. You definitely deserve it, man. I know you, I don't, I, I bet you have no social life. Um, you know, I, I know you have, a, you work full time. You do this damn near full time too. You know, uh, Elliot probably like women. Look, if you're not talking about YouTube, get out of my way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, cause he is nonstop, man. 
he be on it man so also y'all uh check out uh check again check out his live stream he did earlier today for the uh ranking of the dcu films i had a lot of fun uh watching that and talk also talking about how horrible uh birds of prey was because that was that was a that was a crap fest in my opinion but also um i'm sorry you put bvs not on your on, on your a tier is it was it the because i forgot is it it's two versions of bvs right yeah i must admit you must have been talking about the later version the 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 uh yeah the the the, the only version the the snyder version the three hour version wait a minute okay i'm 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 my lot my mind is is messing with me right now hold on so there was a okay so we got the josh weed in justice league but then the Wait, you talking about justice league or you talking about bbs no, 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 I'm talking about BVS, but okay. for Justice League, we got the Josh Whedon one first, which was trash. Yeah. Yep. Then we got the Zack Snyder, which was great. Yeah. Wasn't there two different versions for BVS like that as well? Or was there only yeah, one yeah. version? No, it was two. There was a theatrical run that was very chopped up, cut up, okay. uh, missing a lot of subtext, and then they re-released it. That, okay. With like okay. An almost an hour worth of. Uh, You're right information you're right okay now okay i i went because when you was talking about it i didn't want to go back and rewind it because i was like man i want to still stay with them live but i was trying to remember you're right I, I it's coming to me now because i remember the first edit made it look like superman was going around murdering people with an assault rifle i'm like the the dead bodies got bullets in them so why do you yeah. think this is Super yeah, that's that's the that's ultimate edition is the, the okay. ultimate edition. Okay, I can I can respect it now. If the ultimate edition is, I was like, LA, we're gonna have to box <laughs> comments if you put in that trash film up on. Okay, my bad, my bad. I I, I can dig it. <laughs> Y'all, again, go check it out, man. It, it was nice. He got all of. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for you, but yeah, go go check that out and all that good stuff. One say, big dog. What do you? I'm gonna tell people to subscribe to your channel anyway. For your epic return, whenever that's gonna be, no pressure. But uh anything you want to announce, so you got some final words, sir. You know, also follow him on TikTok. You got 37 accounts. Cool. Where, where you at? <laughs> what y'all, y'all announcing? <laughs> hey, listen, I actually go, I posted, I'm gonna post like two, three YouTube videos tonight. <gasps> one of them, I did like a I did like a a, a scream skit. It's probably one of the worst videos you ever see. <laughs> But it's so funny, like it's just so it's stupidly funny. So go watch that. Uh, and I also have two videos just basically talking about everything that I've watched within like the past two weeks. So it's the movie Champions, the movie 65, Shazam Fury of the Gods, uh, Snowfall, Bel Air, My Hero Academia, One Piece, Black Clover, The Mandalorian, Ted Lasso, The Last of Us. It's like all of those in one video, and like like I do when I first started YouTube, I just press record and start talking. So there's no script, there's no editing, there's no. Hey, no, that's beautiful. I just go. So yeah, th those both of those videos will be going up tonight. Just straight raw, you know what I'm saying? Raw. We, we love it. We love it. We love it. Y'all, yo, bro, yo, uh, your skits be good. Like, I, yeah, he he be acting. He be acting over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One one of the, one of my I, I I ain't seen them all, but one of my favorite ones was when uh the Punisher was out or whatever, and you had you had got bit and you had and then the your the screen had changed like he was I was like that was pray. good that yeah, was the, pray. The pray. yeah yeah that was good that was that was nice I I you you got some skills sir you got some skill uh but yeah but before we get out of here man of course y'all know me I gotta do the shameless plugging. 
or whatever. If you want an audio only version of this broadcast, check me out, buzzsprout.com. Link is in the description. I'm on all of these platforms right here. You can see the screen, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that, especially SoundCloud as well. So get your audio only version on. Yesterday, I did a, I think, dang, a two hour broadcast, a live broadcast of Swarm, full of spoilers. Loved it, made me uncomfortable, but man, Dominique Fishback can act her behind off. Yeah, check did. it out, check it out, check it out. It was it was good and uncomfortable all at the same time. Also, check out my latest live recap for Bel Air season four with Jackie. She young, but she cute. She young, but she cute. Also, Shazam Fury to God. Check out my review and also uh my power book to episode three. Um, uh, I'm gonna say Raising Canaan Ghosts, episode one. Uh, me and Aaliyah will be back for part two as well. Also, guys, check out Creed 3 that's been out for a while. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumani review. And lo- man, look, my dumbass made the mistake of releasing all 13, 14 of the no- Oscar-nominated films that I reviewed our back to back to back, and that destroyed the algorithm. And I'm I'm really hurt by that, to be honest with you. I, I kind of wanted to cry, but I will be back next year in full force, okay. For 2024, I'm going to do all of the animated Oscar-nominated films, all of the best picture, all of the best lead actress, all of the best lead actor, as well as supporting roles as well. And I'm only going to do like three or four a day. I'm not going to ma- uh, release the whole week. Man, I'm pissed. But if you want to help your boy out, you can still watch them. There's a link to it in the description. We got Turning Red with Tyra. We got Top Gun Maverick with one take. We got The Fable Men's with one take. We got Avatar The Way of Water with Lamont. We got The Whale, incredible movie with Lamont as well. Gamora Del Toro with Chris with 3C Films. Banshees from Inner Sharing with Chris for Take Take. We got Triangle of Sadness with Elliot right here. We got Elvis, great film with my homeboy Malcolm. Tar with Kimberly. Also got Causeway with Najir. And Everything Everywhere all at once with my homeboy Najir as well. I think I'm missing one as well. And I did a recap show uh, too, to sum it all up. Watch all of those 30 times each. I would really appreciate it. Not 29 times, but 30. You know, that, that that's the that's the uh that's the that's the number right there. I didn't miss no super chats. Elliot, one take big dog. I really do appreciate you guys coming through. Uh it means the world to me. When I hear the little boom at the bottom and I see y'all's names, it, it makes my heart fill up with joy. But guys, again, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. And before you go, don't forget that I'm B Avery. That's Elliot and one take big dog. Peace out, and we'll see you next time.